You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Right now, it's time for my buddy, Dr. History. And Dr. History, of course, is sponsored by Minicasha Sales with our good friend Zach and the rest of the crew. The Zach Attack is working for you for all your remodeling lumber packages, your shingles. They've got it all and upgrade your windows with the Western windows. We'll tell you more in just a little bit about Minicasha Sales, 1321 East Main Street in Burley. But right now, here is, we're too cheap to buy a trumpet. Here's Dr. History. Good morning, Zab. Hey, How you doing this morning? Good, good, good. Great, great. It's nice out there today. Beautiful. Farmers are in the fields. Uh, it's looking good. Absolutely. Yep. So today we're going to hit on a subject that's going to hit pretty close to your home. Oh, look out! <laughs> Wild West shows and rodeos. You know, that's right up my alley because I've studied a lot of this. Which one are you going to talk about? Well, we'll just go along here, and and I know you're going to recognize a bunch of these names. Okay, go ahead. So, anyway, you know, in the old days, in the search for fun, these Western settlers developed rodeo. Mm -hmm. Now, that was an original sport, probably more indigenous to this country than baseball, if you can imagine. Absolutely. But rodeo had its simple beginnings in the roundup camps of cowboys, but as an organized sport, it was nurtured in the old Wild West shows. Mm -hmm. That's where it really started. But the first modern rodeo may have been the rehearsals held at North Platte, Nebraska in 1883 by Buffalo Bill Cody for his Wild West show. Now, of course, you know, he was a born showman. He was actually a skilled rider, a skilled marksman. He had accumulated several thousand dollars touring with the stage show and now advertised throughout the West that he was organizing a company of what he called Cowboy Mexican vaqueros, famous riders, expert lasso throwers. I, I like to say ropers. Lasso throw. Don't use that on my program again, uh, you know, please. When I see that in lasso. print, I think lasso throwers. Yeah. You know, it's a roper. Come on. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but they had so many people apply for these jobs as actors that he arranged a roping and riding competition to select the very best. So. Buffalo Bill's Wild West show opened at the fairgrounds in Omaha on May 17th, 1883. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm going to interrupt you, pardon me. Uh, many of the crew that he hired uh, just years earlier, as a matter of fact, less than maybe 10 years earlier, were some of the Indians that were actually at war with the United States. That's, that's exactly right, yes. Uh, a number of famous ones. So, But, you know, there was a lot of western town and cities uh, that lay claim to the honor of holding the first rodeo. Yep. That's kind of a big deal. But, yeah, like uh, Prescott and Pecos, Texas yeah. and some of the other. Well, guys. 1847 uh, in Santa Fe, they had a roping contest. They claimed to be the first. Yeah. Cheyenne uh, had kind of an unorganized contest in 1872. The daddy of them all. Yeah, Colorado's State Fair of 1876. Uh, Denver, uh, Kansas, uh, and then there was one held at the what they call the 101 Ranch in 1882. Yep, yep. So, really, who really had the first one? But there again, it's all subject to historical facts or fiction. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
So, you know, the same summer that Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show took to the road, that was 1883, the first roping and riding tournament was held in Texas. Now, some boy, some cowboys got into a friendly argument in a Pecos City saloon. There is no such thing as a friendly cowboy <laughs> argument. <right. laughs> Especially in a, in a saloon, right? Anyway, they were arguing whether the hash knife, the mill iron, or the lazy Y had the best bronc riders right. and steer ropers. Yep. Well, to settle the argument, they decided to hold a public contest on the 4th of July and using the courthouse yard as a corral and Pecos City's Main Street for an arena, the Cowboys put on quite a show. Mm-hmm. Now, rodeo's real origins, of course, were in the roundup camps of the Cowboys. That's where it really started. And even before the great cattle drives up the Chisholm Trail, the Vaqueros of Mexico, they were holding tournaments for the best ropers and riders. And one of their favorites was throwing the bulls by the tails. Well, in, in later years, it's just been called throwing the bull. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we're good at that. That could apply to a lot of things. <laughs> anyway, so it was no accident that the Spanish word for roundup was rodeo, yeah. which came into use early as the name for the most popular sport in the West. Uh, do you want to take a break here, Zeb? This yeah, I better tell us okay. about our major sponsor because we got to get old Zach on the All program right. with us one of these days. Okay, we'll invite him over here. Minicasha Sales, 1321 East Main Street in Burley. Zach is one of the nicest, most conscientious people I've ever met. And you ought to stop in today. They're right across from the airport. You can't miss them. If you do, you shouldn't be driving your car. Minicasha Sales, 1321 East Main Street in Burley with all your lumber and all the shingles to redo your roof. And the western windows, boy, to upgrade your windows, keep the heat in and the cold out, or vice versa. And by golly, I'll tell you something else. They've got contractors that will help do all the installation. So, hey, get a hold of them today. Minicasha Sales, 1321 East Main Street in Burley. And now, once again, here is our rendition of Buffalo Bill, Dr. History. Here we go. Now, horse racing, of course, was always a favored amusement for, you know, the westerners. The larger towns and some big ranches actually had their own racetrack but a track was unnecessary if one outfit happened to get together and start boasting about how fast their cow ponies were compared to your cow ponies so they raced right off across the prairie you know, uh, holes and uh, rabbit holes and everything, you know, as fast as they could go. Wow. And then if they happened to have a very high-spirited horse that turned up in their horse herd, uh, an informal riding contest was usually arranged on the spot. Mm-hmm. Now, the spectators placed bets as to how long each competitor could ride bareback or in the saddle. And whenever two or more cowboys were uh, otherwise unoccupied for a few minutes, more than likely they would compete with each other at throwing the old rope. What do you mean, uh, not occupied? Well, you know, when the cows were just kind of hanging out, oh, okay, and they were okay. didn't have much to do, they'd do some roping contests. Okay. So, anyway, for many years, however, these local contests were per- purely amateur, and if an expert rider or roper wanted to earn money with his special skills, he had to join a Wild West show. Mm. That's the only way. So, the success of Buffalo Bill's cowboys, riders, riders and expert ropers uh, soon brought many imitators into the business. So touring circuses added riding and roping acts and often changed their names to Wild West Show. 
Really? That sounds a lot more inviting than circus, right? You know, and there was an infatuation with the east of the Mississippi crowd back in those days to where the west was just absolutely something they fantasized about. And Europe as well. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. But as might have been expected, these shows were really popular with western settlers, too. And they would travel long distances to see these tent shows if there was plenty of roping and riding and shooting guaranteed with each performance. Yeah. So, now, some tamed-down western towns that had lived with wild cows Cowboys through trail driving days were not entirely happy to see them return to their town. Yeah, like Dodge City and yeah, Abilene. Especially yeah. if the boys slipped in from the make-believe to the real time. Yeah, look out. <laughs> so, in <laughs> fact, the uh, newspaper, the Cheyenne Democratic Leader, uh, had an article that said, Last night at 12 o'clock, cowboys belonging to Hardwick's Wild West show made a drunken raid on South Clark Street in regular Western style. They succeeded in frightening the people from the streets and were finally captured by the police and locked up. Boys have a tendency to (laughs) To be be boys. boys. (laughs) Well, you know, everybody's got to have a little fun. Oh, let out the steam. Okay. Meanwhile, you know, in the Southwest, riding and roping contests were continuing to gain popularity. And during the summer of 1888, cowboys from the Laurel Leaf Ranch. Have you heard of that one, Zeb? Uh, wait a minute. That's down, isn't that down in uh, uh, by Amarillo, Texas? Somewhere someplace? in Texas, yeah. yeah. Anyway, they organized a two-day celebration in Canadian Texas. Oh, I've been there. Okay. Yep. So horse racing and square dancing were on the program, but the main event was a steer roping contest. Yep. Now, for miles around, folks rode into Canadian on horseback in, in their creaking buckboards, and as there were no standard rules for rodeo contests, the individual ca- champions were not officially recognized in the early days of the sport, but, and here's a name you might recognize, Elison Carroll mm-hmm. won the roping contest on that day, and for the next quarter of a century, he was considered the undisputed king of steer roping. Right. So, now, on July 4th, 1888, in Prescott, Arizona, uh, initiated his famous Frontier Days, including in the celebration what was probably the first commercial rodeo, or... Uh, I guess, first organized roadie. The one they sold tickets to. Right. And so winning ropers and riders received small cash prizes, and the spectators paid to go watch. So I guess you could call that maybe the first really uh, rodeo. Yeah, they advertise it as, you know, the oldest and uh, everything else, Prescott. But uh, they're pretty high on their history down there. Yeah. Well, for years, Arizonans had been fond of traveling uh, street circuses, which came up from Mexico with clowns and acrobats and trick riders. Uh, Arizona is also is the only state in the Union which ever supplied camels for a Wild West show. No, I never knew that. Nine camels, which had escaped from the old War Department herd, <laughs> imported for desert use really? before the Civil War. They escaped. They escaped. <laughs> I, I think what really probably what happened is whoever was in charge of the camels said, I'm out of here. Yeah, you, Just turn these things loose. You ever been around a camel? No. They stink. Well, and we could go to the story about the, the military trying to use camels in the Southwest. Let's do that sometime. I'll have to look that yeah. up. Yeah. Anyway, in the northwestern range country, uh, ropers and riders kept their contests uh, on an amateur basis until about 1893. And there was a guy named Farlow of Lander, Wyoming, combined a cowboy tournament with a Wild West show and circus. Now, Farlow borrowed the Frontier Days idea from Arizona, but he added stagecoach holdups and horse team relay races to the usual bronc busting and steer roping. 
Lander's first Frontier Days was a grand show, but he didn't have very many spectators. Uh, in fact, most of the spectators were the people who were participating in the rodeo. Uh-huh. So anyway, 1897, uh, Cheyenne stakes its first Frontier Days. Now, the first big-time rodeo, Cheyenne still considered itself the capital, cowboy capital. But even so, the rodeo organizers sought aid from local businessmen and from the Union Pacific to help pay their expenses. See, now, I was of the mistake that I thought Buffalo Bill actually had incorporated some of the first and original concepts you're just talking about. Well... You know, to me, it's a little bit fuzzy because yeah. there's a lot of things that went on uh, during this time. And so who claims first this or first that? How are you going to prove it? Yeah, yeah. really. So, but anyway, <coughs> excuse me. There goes the mic. There goes the water. There goes the chair. Goodness, man, when I'm you back. cough, things really turn into a turmoil. Okay, I'm back. Here okay, we go. Here we go. <laughs> anyway, now, get this. Wyoming was the first state to give women the vote and was also the first to admit them to rodeo. Yeah. The first female contestant was Bertha Kaepernick, who entered both the Bucking Contest and the Wild Horse Race staged at Cheyenne's premier Frontier Days. Yeah. Now, she rode a wild horse in front of the grandstand, and one of the guys, he said, uh, one of the organizers uh, said, and she stayed on him all the time. Part of the time, he was up in the air on his hind feet. Once he fell backward, uh, and the girl slid to one side only to get back on as the horse got up. You know, I've got a picture of some of the early, early uh, female participants. And, you know, you'd think maybe they were kind of husky and everything. No, very petite and very attractive. Yeah, and and anyway, the crowd went wild. I mean, this gal, she finished the ride. Now, Cheyenne also borrowed the most popular feature of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show, which was a stagecoach holdup. Now, this was a pretty exciting event, according to the newspapers, but the stunt which truly gave the customers their money's worth was the hanging of a horse thief by a vigilante posse. Now, this might be a little dicey (laughs) to do it today. Well, they took a a Laramie newspaper man who played the part of the horse thief. (laughs) Maybe that was appropriate. So when the noose came down uh, over his neck, uh, there was a little dust and confusion around the scaffolding and uh, people moving here and there, and a dummy was dangled high and then riddled with real bullets. How do you define dummy? <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was kind of an exciting one. But yeah. anyway, Cody continued to win fame and earn fortunes with his Wild West troupe, and his programs did not use the, the word rodeo, but he selected the best riders and ropers to introduce this new sport to the American West. I heard. Millions of people across the country. I heard a story one time, and tell me if you've heard this or not, that at one of the Wild West shows, they were going to have a hanging of a bad guy. And they had a harness in the back of his neck. They had a great big hook that they would go up and and hook the rope onto, so it looked legit from the stands and everything. And it broke. And things got a little treacherous there for I, you a while. know i hadn't heard that one but i could i could see how mistakes could be made yeah, oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> once yeah but anyway so how here we are in the 1890s buffalo bill was kind of at the height of his popularity and when chicago's columbian exposition the world's fair of 1893 yeah. they barred the wild west show from the grounds because they thought it was too undignified oh we had to so, be pompous did we well so cody uh 
rented 14 acres opposite the fairgrounds, set up a grandstand for 18,000 people, and started selling tickets. And every day, thousands were actually turned away for lack of seats, and many a visitor paid his way into the Wild West show thinking they were going to the World's Fair. Oh, (laughs) really? he, He showed them. I would say. So... But, you know, such daredevil riding was never seen on earth when the American Cowboys sweep like a tornado up the track. I mean, just imagine this, Zeb. Forty or fifty Cowboys riding up, uh, swinging their hat, uh, every horse at top speed, a roar of thunder, and the grandstand breaks loose with Mm. applause. I mean, I would love to have been there. You know, the showmanship was really something back then. It really was. And these were... You know, I, I, these were original. Probably a lot of these guys had been uh, on cattle drives and in the West, you know. And they probably, the ones that were paid by the Wild West Show, they were lucky if they, what, got 50 bucks a month? Yeah, yeah, probably. But, yeah. you know, it was inevitable that professional Wild West Show performers performance and rodeo contestants sometimes would join forces for a grand extravaganza and this event occurred at Cheyenne's second Frontier Days. Now this was in 1898 and Buffalo Bill's big outfit added over 600 people 600 in, in people. his crew. Really? Yeah. So, but you know as the popularity of rodeo spread across the west and more and more cities began organizing annual shows, a few outstanding performers soon became famous. Uh, no official records were kept in the early days of the sport, but Westerners seemed to know who the champions were. And I know you're going to recognize these names. Uh, Clay McGonigal mm-hmm. of Texas was mm-hmm. the world's champion roper. Yep. He was beaten only once, and that time by a guy by the name of Elison Carroll, right. the first champion. But like Buffalo Bill's sharpshooting Annie Oakley, Kay, Clay McGonigal's name became a noun in the terminology of Wild West shows and rodeos. And to all the rodeo performers, the fast-roping exhibition was a, it was called a McGonagall. Really? So, now another early champion, I know you're going to recognize this guy, Bill Pickett. Oh, yeah. First black steer wrestler. First bulldogger. And, and as, as you know, according to rodeo legend, his method of downing a steer was, origin, that's what originated the term bulldogging. Right, right. Now, his technique had been described by Colonel Zach Miller of the One Over One Ranch. He said he slid off a horse, hooked a steer with both hands on the horns, twisted his neck, and then sunk his teeth into the steer's nostrils to bring him down. Sounds like a really fun thing to do. <laughs> uh, you know, I, that's one of the ones I've always remembered. I thought, yeah. how many times would you like to do that? You Not know, many in the same day. Bite a steer in the nose. I'll bet you if you had a girlfriend in the stands, you wouldn't run over and kiss her. <laughs> no, I don't think okay. so. But, you know, after a tour of rodeos, Bill Pickett joined up with the Miller Brothers 101 Rank Show and became a first-ranked star. He was one of the few great black rodeo performers. Really, and he was killed in 1932 while roping a bronc. Yeah, that's how he yeah, died. Yeah. But uh, the Cherokee Strip Cowboy Association honored him by erecting a special marker at his grave. Hmm. Now I don't know how much more time we've got, Zeb. I got a little more to go. But well, you we... know, let's just uh, kind of curb it. I got a lot of commercials to do today, but I want to talk to you about that. What would you think that they would think today if you could take some of those old time performers that maybe only made like fifty bucks a month, and then they look ahead to just a couple of weeks ago at the American down in Texas at Dallas at Cowboy Stadium and Wade Sundell for one eight second ride made a million dollars. What would the thoughts be, I wonder? You know, and 
I've met some of these professional rodeo riders uh, down at the national finals. Yeah. These are amazing athletes. I mean, they are, uh, and they're paid very well if they're if they're winning. The money has really increased, but the jeopardy and the uh, luck of the draw has not changed any at all. It's right. the luck of the draw and your skill, or you don't make any money. And I love watching the National Finals Rodeo in Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I've been there a couple of times, but the horses and the, uh, just beautiful But these animals. people that you're talking about are the precursors of the whole sport. Yeah, right. And they used the horses that they had. Yeah. I mean, these weren't... Uh, Probably top-bred horses. Yeah, but they were wild son-of-a-guns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, j- just a quick story that happened over here by not too far from us. Okay. There was two men that were in a contest, a, a, bucking, con- uh, a, a bucking horse contest. Yeah. Well, but when they got over with, uh, they were tied because they had judges. And the, so they said, okay, you guys got to ride again to see who's the winner. So the one guy, he got on the horse, and after it was bucking for a while, he swung a leg over, uh, took one of his spurs off, put it back, and then he swung the other lo- leg over and pulled that spur off and still continued to ride. Now, so the next guy to ride figured, well, I got to do the same thing. So as he was riding, he reached over to pull one spur off, and that was the end of the contest. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do you believe all that? I do that when I do read you? from a true uh, diary. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Happened just over here by close to Nevada. You know, now, this was really good this morning, and uh, Dr. History and I were talking about upcoming programs. This is really going to get bigger and better all the time. So how many countries are we listening to right now? About 112. Hundred. Then 12 countries. My goodness, wonderful job. Are you going to be here next week? I think so. Okay, good. Yeah. Doctor History and an outstanding job, Dr. Ken Turner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.